Another sort of subculture that has started in the architecture is the the public relations person. And we're probably one of the few offices that doesn't have a public relations person, which is why not get, we can't get any work anymore. But it, it, it's very, very difficult. I mean, now I know just modest offices and this are three or four or five people doing public relations. But, you know, that's so what? I mean, that's that's not so good. It, 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 what are what are we in? Well, you know, are we in advertising? You know, what we have to do building and keep advertising it so that it gets to be well known so that we can get another project. You know, and that's of course it's always been a problem because the magazines have always contributed some to that. But that is beside the point, and it's not really why we're in in the world of architecture. We're in the world of architecture to make a contribution to the culture, you know, to the community, and to do something that helps establish and strengthen the community so that we can develop. You know, if you look into uh, traditional, I don't mean traditional Western architecture, but let's say the what we might call the more primitive uh, tribal architecture, in any part of the world, it has a very clear purpose, you know, to establish a certain kind of community, not always an ideal community, but it does establish a certain kind of community, certain procedures that enable the human animal to keep on working in a relative degree of peace and prosperity. And the... Um, the problem with advertising yourself, the starch trajectory, that terrible word, you know, thing has become such an obsession now with people that uh, you know we have these people out there with flags flying and they are the people who get all the notice and because they are the people who get all the notice, they tend to get off the tracks and begin to do things that are then more and more remote from the original purpose of architecture. If you take, for instance, one of the great periods of Western architecture, you know, either, either the Greek Roman or the Gothic, and see the contribution that it made to creating towns, to creating a, a language, a sort of a, a building language, that everybody understood, everybody appreciated, and wasn't necessarily always making any sense. You know, why do columns, why do you need columns and archive and all that? You know, that's neither here nor there. But it did establish a language which is part of the culture, which is part of the everyday life of people who lived during those periods. And the same was true for church architecture, the same kind of thing in the Gothic architecture where it established a language which then is still going on. I mean, you're still getting churches being built all over the world in a neo-Gothic style. And that's quite extraordinary that it has that kind of continuity and strength and mean, seems to mean something to people. But in modern architecture, it hasn't achieved that. Modern architecture doesn't have the same order. It, does, it did have at one time, you know, it did have a very 
or the order of less is more, and I won't get into Bonventura now, but the order of, you know, keeping something very simple, very direct, very straightforward, but that ultimately doesn't go anywhere, you know. All it means is that's what we were doing in the first place, you know. That's what, if you left us alone and we build our mud cottages and put on thatched roofs and everything as simple as you can possibly do it because there's no other opportunity to get anything more elaborate. 